unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. And I've been waiting on pins and needles to get to the end of this conversation all week, David. So I'm just going to hand it over to you. Let's jump right into it. So we had Ted Prodromo last week in our report from the field, and he agreed to come back. He has so much good content. He is your LinkedIn coach. That's his actual website. He's America's leading LinkedIn coach, and he sees LinkedIn in a much bigger framework than I ever did. I think, Nathan, you can agree than you ever did. He sees it as a way to use it to promote your business and get clients and sell products. Maybe not directly, maybe a little more indirectly, but nevertheless, very effectively. And uh, you're getting, you just have a faucet you turn on, right, Ted? Um, Every time you want to get clients, yes? It actually works that way. It can be great. You have to prime the pump and keep it primed, but you can literally turn it on, get some clients, surface the clients, get some more clients. Well, good. Well, maybe maybe we can talk about that a little bit as, as we get back into content where we left off. Um, Ted's the author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business, and the third edition will be released by Entrepreneur Press next March. And Ted, again, thanks for coming back. Let me uh, just uh, remind people that copy is powerful and that you're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Ted, thanks for making extra time for us and coming back again. Um, you were talking about, well, you were talking about priming the pump just a few seconds ago. And last week, you were talking about how you set up your content menu or your, your, your content delivery with 20% of your own content and 80% of relevant Uh, links to relevant articles from like entrepreneur or Forbes. Um, Could you, could you talk any more about that? And is a, is an article in LinkedIn that you would write like a post on Facebook or is there another model to use? How how do you conceptualize and frame that? Yeah, it's, it's that perception thing, but I keep seeing your name over and over in their news feed. They think, wow, Ted must be really smart. He's always sharing all this great content. Mm-hmm. So the, the excerpts that I share are literally like tweets, 120, 140 characters or so. They're short. And then I have links that'll go to read, to buy my book or to get into my email list. Or some of them, I just put tweets out there with no links. Okay. So it's more like Twitter than Facebook in a way. Yeah. You can do the full articles too, which is another whole segment. <laughs> But just getting in front of that, getting on that news feed consistently generates a lot of profile views for me. That's kind of like visitors to your website. And that's my direct marketing again. I'm trying to drive people to my website or to my LinkedIn profile. So could you, do you, if you can recall, could you give an example of 
uh, one or two of the things, because, I mean, I read your book. It's very readable. You're a very good writer and a clear writer, but um, these paragraphs have more than 140 characters in them. Right. Yeah, so it's just little little tips you can give people. If you're a copywriter, write an article about headlines. What's an effective headline? And then you know what, what's next after the headline? And how do you close a sales letter? Just give examples of your work and success stories. And, and so you do the same thing for LinkedIn. Like, when, like you might say with, with LinkedIn, make sure your professional, head, your professional headline um, offers a benefit or so. Is that right. that kind of thing? Okay. I even did a test last week while I was with you in the, in the hotel at the conference at the Mastermind. Uh-huh. I had a little cheat sheet it's right here. It's like silly, 10 silly little tips. But I don't know what to do on LinkedIn. So I created 10 things. It's literally like log in every day and check your mail. And it's a really simple thing. Invite 10 people a day to connect. To me, it's like so simple. I had over 102,000 people viewed this little video where I was offering this checklist. And 3,000 people requested that. Wow. You mentioned that you do about 80% other people's content, 20% your content. Did I get that correct? Yes. So on Facebook, Facebook, the algorithm pushes down anything that leads people away from their website, anything that links out from their site. Facebook deprioritizes in people's news feeds. Does, not, does LinkedIn not do the same thing? LinkedIn's about 10 years behind Google and Facebook on those kind of things. So that you can take advantage of it right now. I'm sure they're going to get to that level sometime. The good news is marketers are lazy and they don't like LinkedIn because they actually have to get on and do some stuff every day. So it's, it's wide open for all of us to really get our name out there. I mean, in a way, it's probably more social. I mean, it's sort of socially awkward, <laughs> but it's more social than, than Facebook, right? And it's different. Alex Mondosian said it well. He said, LinkedIn is like a library. Everybody's there. They're quiet and they're really polite. And then the same people go to Facebook and they let their hair down and there's a party. Yeah. Or I would say pissing contests. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. don't go to LinkedIn and post pictures of your vacation or those kind of things. Right. That's Facebook stuff. Okay. So share business related information there. I, I, I think that's very good. So if it's a library, you can have the status of an author without even writing a book, just by writing a bunch of articles. Right. right. And, and showing up. And OK, that's that's very cool. This this is starting to come together for me. I also automate mine with sendable. It's like Hootsuite, but I call it like Hootsuite on steroids where I can que- I have queues of content that go over and over and over every few months. Is it free? Is it expensive? Is it rentable? You rent it? It's like 80 bucks a month now, I think. But I can pull content from Forbes every day or Inc different sites through the RSS feeds that's pushing it to LinkedIn automatically. And then my other stuff is queued up in another part of it, but so I've got hundreds of posts going out every week automatically for, for you. That's, that's great because it's, it's helping you um, drive new leads all the time into a robust business that you have. Right. Right. That, so that's, that's really good. Um, is your uh, PDF, um, your LinkedIn cheat sheet, is that available to people listening to the Copywriters Podcast? Or is, was that like done and gone after the mastermind? 
Uh, no, I can put it on my homepage of yourlinkedincoach.com. Okay. So I think we're, um, this show airs in mid to late November. So that'd be wonderful. Yeah. yeah I did no opt-in. It was just, I gave it away on LinkedIn. I got 3000 people commenting. So now I'm sending them messages with the PDF. So. Hmm. That's interesting. So, um, I'm, I'm, I think you mentioned that you, this is, this is like hard for at a, at a, not at a job seeking level, but at an entrepreneurial level, at a coach level, this is all of this interactivity is somewhat hard for one person to manage. You do have an assistant or, or somebody who helps you with this. Is that true? Well, once I got the system set up, it took a while to get all the cues set up and everything. That's priming the pump 24 hours a day automatically. And then I have my assistant go in and add fresh content every week, a few more. Right. But how do you respond to 3,000 comments? Oh, we've both been doing it manually. It's been kind of a nightmare, but I'm meeting all these great new people that actually raised their hand and said, I need to learn how to use LinkedIn. Wow. I mean, that was an inspiration, right? Because I looked at that PDF and it was simple, but I didn't know a lot of it. And I was doing the opposite of a few of those things because, uh, you know, I just didn't, didn't have that perspective. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about the, the, what's technically known, I suppose, as the big enchilada of LinkedIn. And, and that would be the LinkedIn profile. Could you give us some tips, especially if you're not necessarily looking for a job, if you're looking for clients or customers, could you give it? And, and I understand that it's, this is like the first meeting. It's like the first date. It's like the, you know, initial conversation, even before the conversation for someone like a coach. But could you give us some tips when you're writing a LinkedIn profile for someone like that? So treat it like a sales letter. So who are you looking for? What's their biggest problem? And how do you solve that problem? You want to answer those questions in the professional headline and the summary. Okay. And again, the professional headline, you get, what did you say, 120 characters? Yeah, it's 120 characters. And the summary is 2,500 characters, yeah, which is... 2,500 characters. 450, 500 words, if you know how to write yeah. short words, which not everybody does, but you should. <laughs> um, okay. Are there other tips you have just about the profile? I understand the profile by itself is like a boat anchor not going to do anything unless you lift it up and show it around but right well you want to make sure there's a section for skills and you can pick up to 50 skills there so okay. definitely put all those in there and what happens is that's a flag for linkedin saying oh this person's a copywriter they're a direct marketer so they'll put you rank you for those search terms okay Right. Again, I, I think the key thing to remember, and I believe you said this last time, just to refresh everyone else's memory, is link, look at link. Well, I love Alex. Alex always comes up with the best metaphors, but I love yours more. Um, LinkedIn is a search engine. It's a, it's a, think of it as a giant search engine that, but like in the old days, uh, maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer, you could manipulate Google. You sure can't do that now very long and get away with it but it still seems like we won't use that nasty m word but we'll, you can have some influence over linkedin much more than you can 
over any other platform on the internet. Would you say that's true? Yeah, you still can manipulate it. Okay. Well, you see, <laughs> I said it for you. <laughs> you said the M word. Hey, everybody, Ted said the M word. Okay. So, oh, you know, one thing uh, a little off topic, but maybe maybe you can tie it in if you like. You, were, I think you were on the internet before some of our younger listeners were even born. Uh, 1991, right? Before Al Gore invented it, right? There you go. Yeah, I worked for Cellular One, and it was back when you could get on the internet. Literally, you had to buy your own server and connect to certain locations. And Wow. Okay. And all you could do is like grep and awk, all these weird command lines on a terminal. <laughs> I remember awk. I remember I used to get that sometimes. I, I, I was, I don't know if it was the internet. I used MCI mail in the 80s. And um, it wasn't really the internet, but it was some kind of email. I don't know, it was peer-to-peer. I don't know what they did. And I think you could actually have a letter delivered through FedEx (laughs) (laughs) that you would write an email. I mean, this is really early days, but I wasn't wasn't really on the internet till the late 90s. Um, What, you know, what's your, from the point of view of a, a technology professional and a marketing coach and a direct marketer, I mean, what have you seen? So uh, 91, 2001, 2000, so it's like 27 years, right? Well, yeah. I mean, what, what have you seen from, especially from the point of view of marketing and selling? What, what have you seen uh, in the... In you the know what hasn't too? changed? What's that? You meet somebody, you build a relationship, they know, like, and trust you, and they buy from you. Wow. That's, you know, that's, that's a really good point. The devices and the channels and especially the graphics are different, but yeah, it's like Claude Hopkins said, right? Uh, Human psychology has not changed in, you know, however many thousands of years and it, you know, it's not going to change now. Gosh, thank you for, for gently pointing out. I fell into that stupid trap. I'm always trying to kick people, other people out of. (laughs) So think of LinkedIn as a one-to-one communication tool that's why marketers don't like it you can't do one to many very easily because linkedin ads are horrible they don't work well people just aren't interested for some reason on linkedin so treat people like you're having a conversation at starbucks right but but you found a way to scale that um and and still keep it personal i guess i guess the answer is you know i mean sometimes people connect with me and they say, hi, David, and then they start giving me an entire sales pitch, or they act like, remember Eliza, you know, the, the internet-based uh, psychotherapist? They, they start asking me about all of my problems and, you know, how I feel about my mother and so forth. They haven't even met me yet. Right. Um, that's, not, that's not the good way to connect with somebody, right? No, be yourself, be genuine, be honest. Show interest in them. Ask but, them questions. But but also probably like really small bites, one one step at a time, right? Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. 
Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. Dean Jackson nine-word emails are magic on LinkedIn. Oh, oh, really? Can you yes. tell me more about that? So, yeah, you know the Dean Jackson nine-word yeah, the, email. The Dean Jackson email, in case anyone else doesn't know it, um, is it was originally for real estate agents. And when they had a prospect who didn't buy after six months, he would send, like, if I was sending Q Ted, I would say subject Ted. And then the only only content in the email would be nine words, which are something like, are you still interested in buying a house in Marin County? That'd be it. And got incredible results from that. I mean, I even, I met Dean for dinner the night before I gave a keynote at the Franchise Brokers Association annual conference in Florida. And I shared that with people at a round table. So it was two nights before at a round table the next day with a bunch of franchise brokers, which are kind of like real estate brokers. They're, they're selling a piece of property. It's more intellectual in a way. But, and um, I told it to people at the round table. The next day I mentioned it during my talk and asked how many people had tried it. Four hands went up. How many people had gotten responses from dead leads? Two hands went up. Yeah, it works like crazy. So uh, just in case anyone didn't know, now you know. <laughs> So what I'll do is people will take my LinkedIn class or I'll work with them one-on-one. Six months later, I'll send them a message saying, are you still using LinkedIn to grow your business? And, you know, a huge response comes out. Ah, thanks for reminding me. It was working really well and I stopped doing it for some reason. Yeah. If if it works well, that's the first thing you got to do as an entrepreneur. Kill it. Kill it mercilessly (laughs) where it stands with a large serrated knife. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and do you end up getting re-engagement, more coaching business from them when you do that? Yeah, a lot of times they'll say, hey, can we work together? You know, can, we, can we have a call? and Just a you know, check-in call, see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll re-engage me. Sometimes when a new course is coming out, I'll say, hey, I've got a new LinkedIn course you may be interested in. Little things, one-liners, because most people are on their phones now when they're reading these too, remember. Yeah, one-liners. So for those of us who are loquacious and vociferous, like myself, need to need to make it short while still friendly. Okay. Um, but speaking of longer form, do you have any further suggestions for not the tweet-type articles, but the maybe we call them blog post-type articles, the, the slightly longer articles that you would write on LinkedIn, or, or shouldn't you even do that? Oh, no, definitely post them there. And then what I do that you get posted there and you add those new hashtags that they brought back to life. And then you can link to your website from there. So it's a good traffic generator. And then what I'll do is I'll put a status update that pushes that out with hashtags. So that goes out to all of LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn. Okay. So the hashtag part, is that... I? when I've been posting my videos to promote the podcast as I will promote this one, um, I think they just give you something and you either hit uh, enter or you put a comma in there. 
right? Or do you put it, you don't actually put a hashtag. They put the hashtag in, right? They'll suggest some related on what your content is. And then you can type in your own manual ones too. But, but you don't actually put the uppercase three in. You don't, you don't put the hashtag. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, definitely. you do. And, yeah. Oh, so when you put that in, and how does it know it's the end of the hash? Oh, is it when you put the next hashtag? Just put a space in between them and... Okay. The LinkedIn it, algorithm picks that up and then just starts pushing it out to anybody that's subscribed to those. Okay, because it's it's different for YouTube. It's different for different platforms. So, yeah. okay, that that's good. Do you have any other tips you'd suggest for articles um, uh, or other content on LinkedIn? One thing, if people don't know what to write about, I could go to Quora.com. I search up LinkedIn and there's like people asking really simple questions about LinkedIn. So That's a brilliant right idea. Yeah. So um, I could do the same thing, right? I could go to Quora and search copywriting and find out what the questions are. Although I have a suspicion that a lot of the questions on Quora are written by the people who give the answers to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> However. It gives you ideas what to write about and then post it on LinkedIn and then it goes out LinkedIn and then Google loves LinkedIn content and pushes it out to Google. It, it's really starting to set. I mean, I, I know this is a great opportunity for you and, and you love doing this work, but you also get frustrated seeing how many people don't see this and are just missing opportunities to help themselves and help other people and even have a good time. You know, I think that, but then I see how marketers kill everything else on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Anything that works, it's like dead within six months. Yeah. And then you create a course and they sell you a course on how to do this that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 then you're happy. You're happy. Oh yeah. It's like we're just sitting here with a little gold mine and very few people get know how to do it. Wait a minute. I, I just had an insight. So I'm gonna add to Alex's library and your search engine. I'm gonna say that LinkedIn is Facebook for introverts. Ooh. I like, like that. It. Well, you can use it. Just please attribute it. Um, <laughs> so what's, what's the one thing when you give talks like this or you come to masterminds like, you know, Carlton and Stan's Platinum Mastermind, what's the one question you wish people would ask you that no one ever gets around to because they get so fascinated with all the details that you're answering on the previous questions? Boy, it's hard to boil down because LinkedIn is so huge, the opportunity. There's so many things you can do. But what would they ask me? They always it's ask, how do I get more clients? It's like the obvious. And the way you get other clients, build relationships. And, and, and the answer is slowly one person in one step at a time, right? Yeah. Which, you know, a, a lot of marketers don't seem to want to do. The smart ones do. I mean, that's what a really good funnel does, right? You know, it, it sort of gets someone in, gives them something free, uh, sends them a series of emails that build trust and maybe amuse them and educate well, I hear them. Like certain copy, some copywriters teach, pretend you're talking directly to the person. Then someone is teaching now how to do Facebook ads. You're talking to we instead of I. So it's all these different approaches, but that's, that's true. I think of LinkedIn as you, you can blast your content out to many and the ones that raise their hand are the ones you want to have those conversations with, with short messages, which lead to phone calls. That, that sounds good. That, that that's, I mean, you make it sound so simple. Maybe it is simple. 
but you've got tons of content. I'm sure you just need to start seeding it out there. I, Oh, Oh, I'm already doing it. I I'm thinking of, of people listening to this who've never even explored LinkedIn and, and actually it is, it's probably not simple to do it as, as effectively as, as you're talking about, but it is simple even even so just to get results with it, right? Right. Yeah. It's easy to get people to raise their hands. And what I find is a lot of people just aren't good at closing the deal once they get people on the phone. Yeah. And and that's that's another story for another day. But of course, the better job you've done with your marketing, the easier it is to close. But people do need to learn how to sell. There's there's no way around it. Um, because if you don't sell, then Someone else has to sell for you, and that actually impinges on your freedom, which um, anarchist, libertarian, um, uh, free thinker like Nathan would appreciate too. I'm sure. But if you write good content and keep putting it out there, they they say, "Oh, this guy's really good. I really like his content." So a lot of the sale is already done by that point. Okay. Well, again, this is great, and your website is. YourLinkedInCoach.com. YourLinkedInCoach.com. Ted, I can't thank you enough, but I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you and having some more conversations like this or different kind. I don't know. Nathan, what do, you, what do we got? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Ted, for coming on. It's been a fascinating call, and I've realized a lot of things that I need to up my LinkedIn game throughout this conversation and last week's conversation. So thanks a lot, man. Hey, thank you. Okay, well, bye everyone and see you next week. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.